welcome to another week of Soap Secrets. Now, we've got Victoria Wilson with us today. Hi, Victoria. Hiya. And of course, Claire Ruck will be joining us later for the rest of the soaps. But we'll be talking about Holby first. It's on a, it's on a different day, isn't it, this week? Yep, it's on Wednesday this week um, because of the football, but it's an action-packed episode, so put the date in your diary because you won't want to miss it. Okay, it's an unmissable week, so tell us more. Okay, so um, it's the, the centre of the story this week is, is around Sasha and, um, and what's been going on in his life. So basically, we thought we'd seen the last of his sort of scheming lover Jodie when she fled. Uh, the other week after being rumbled for poisoning his daughter. Uh, this week, however, Sasha's stunned when Jodie makes a shock return to the hospital. <gasps> mm. um, so with Jodie now back where he can see her, Sasha knows he should really sort of call the police so that Jodie can be arrested for what she did because she just fled and she, she, was, you know, she wasn't reprimanded for, for poisoning his daughter at all. Um, but as they talk, Jodie then drops a bit of a bombshell in that she's pregnant. <laughs> Oh my goodness! That's a big bombshell. Yeah, just just I didn't see that. I didn't see that coming. Well, no, neither did Sasha. It seems uh, <laughs> so. He he clearly thinks that um, he clearly thinks that she's she's lying. She clearly thinks that this news is going to sort of want him to fall back into her arms. Um, so he. Um, but, but he doesn't believe her at all, and he actually even runs an ultrasound to prove it. Anyway, the scan does confirm that she is having his baby. But is it his? Is it his? Uh, well, you know, we know she's a poisoner. We, we don't know anything else about her background. <laughs> uh, so let's just assume it is for the drama. Um, he, so anyway, though, he has, um, he has a bit of a change of heart, obviously. decides against calling the cops and kind of thinks that it's his duty to protect her and obviously now his unborn child um however mental health nurse lucky soon gets wise to the fact that that jody's around the hospital again and and, and sees her and, and and then a red flag goes up for her um after all she is the one who worked out that jody had been poisoning becca so it's you know she knows how mentally unstable she is um she tells Sasha that he can't give her the support she needs and she sincerely thinks that Jodie needs to be sectioned. Um, of course, when Jodie sort of sees Sasha and Lucky talking, she her, she fears that her sort of time's up, I guess, um, and not wanted to be carted off by the, uh, by the men in white coats. Jodie mm-hmm. freaks out and flees the hospital. No, there's going to be a, there's going to be something next, though, isn't there? Yes, be, well, yeah. uh, this uh, the story does take quite an unexpected turn um so she's she's fled the hospital but Sasha knows she's sort of capable of anything so he's adamant that she needs to be found quickly otherwise um he fears that something you know harm I guess could come to to Becca I suppose he's still worrying about her and now his unborn child so he he's like right I'm going to get in the car I'm going to go and find her but Lucky says no no you need to stay at the hospital because you know if she if she rings you're going to be here um so you know, they're always a team on Keller. So, so Dom's like, I'll go, I'll, I'll, I'll take the car and go instead. Um, and that's when events take an unexpected and, and very tragic turn. Um, I won't reveal exactly what happens. All I'll say is you do not want to miss the dramatic episode as the ramifications of what happens have a major impact on the entire hospital in the weeks ahead. Oh, my goodness me. Do you know what? This um, drama is every week it sort of 
you think it can't get any better and it kind of it just does they seem to be pulling all the stops out don't they yeah well um they've had a new producer on board for a while and it you definitely get a sense from someone who's watched it for what seems like a million years like i have there's a different there's a different tone currently it's pace it's pacey it's really pacey isn't it it's, it's, it's sort of relentless in its pace in many ways well and the episodes are shorter so it, they're obviously just cramming a lot but they are cramming a lot more into a short space of time and, and you're not really re- you, you don't feel like you're missing out the fact that they're still 45 minute episodes but there's no respite is there i mean, I mean that's not a bad thing but there's no respite for the viewer because you literally go from one drama and just sort of as the equilibrium's restored bang is broken again smashed to pieces so um in in this episode so we've obviously got this this um whole story with sasha and jody and it kind of builds as the episode goes on but but with holby they do have they do kind of like to have a story that offers that kind of light and you know they like to have stories that have light and shade so Mm. um the other story this week um well obviously there's no jack anymore at holby sob um, so with that, Darwin needs a new clinical lead. Um, obviously, whoever pre- replaces Jack has got some huge shoes to fill. Um, so enter one familiar face this week in the shape of Henrik Hansen's former protege, Sahira Shah, played oh. by, once again, the delightful Leila Ruas. Um, she, she's reprising the role um, for, from several years back when she was in the show. Um, she looks very together. She looks amazing and very together when she returns. And she's soon thrown in at the deep end working with Kian on a case that really tests her emotionally. Um, so, but there's lots of questions to be asked. There's a really tender moment with, with Hanson, why she sort of reveals why she's back at Holby. So lot, there's lots of questions. Viewers will have lots of questions. Sort of what brings her back? Is she, re- is she really ready to be back at Holby? And, and will she be able to keep Wayward Kean in check? Yeah, yeah. That'll be very interesting. Because she's sort of done... She's been in a few different things, hasn't she, Layla? Yeah, yeah. Um, most notably, I think, for, for us TV addicts back in the day was Footballers Wives. I loved Footballers Wives. I absolutely loved so, it. Yeah, so did I. That, that is my, my, my kind of telly. Yeah, totally. Bring it back. She was fabulous in that and she is equally as fabulous as, as Sahira. So it's interesting to... And, and, and she does... I find she does come back in a nice way. They often have a habit when they bring people back, they bring them back with this big, massive sort of vehicle as to why they're there and and it's like oh i'm not just not sure if i care um but with her you feel like it's they're taking a bit more of a softly softly approach so she will it seems like she'll be able to really bed the character bed the character back in oh okay and they've got another tip as well haven't we for oh yes keon fans should uh definitely tune into musicals the greatest show on bbc one on sunday night when ramin karamloo sings music of the night from phantom of the opera he is a great singer anyone who doesn't know check out his stuff on youtube he is an incredible musical theater performer incredible as keon but but yeah he's amazing so so definitely tune in for that um that's all from me more next week Oh, thank you very, very much. That is absolutely brilliant. Now, on to casualty from one ward to another. Um, Claire, tell us all. Hi, Hannah. Yes, so this is another brilliant brilliantly written storyline from casualty i just can't believe they just they haven't had a duff episode since they've come back at the beginning of january they really haven't have they no no and um it it, it features jan and phoenicia in a storyline about domestic abuse so it's 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 really topical 
what with lockdown and there being, you know, people are, um, are locked in houses with abusive partners and unable to yeah. to get respite from it. Um, and we, we, I just love Jane. She's such a great character and we know what she's like. She's like a mother hen. She looks after everybody, doesn't she? And she runs the paramedic crew, you know, with a firm hand. But she, she has this heart of gold and, you know, this domestic abuse victim, Linda, um, she's sadly Linda has been into um, the ED before and Jan has given her her personal um, mobile number so um, this is really against the rules but um, uh, you know Jan, Jan wanted to help her and so Linda Linda is being attacked again by her partner Kevin so so we start off the episode you don't see the attack um, this is setting casualty so you really only see paramedics ambulances and what happens in the ed so you do see the farm and you do see um linda lying in the middle of um the milking parlor bit um on the floor with a big big head wound um and um she calls jan and jan and Phoenicia, who still hasn't at this point told jan she's pregnant race off to to help her and they race off in the ambulance and they're very naughty because they don't wait for the police yeah, first first rule broken. Yeah, but anyway, they do get there, um, and it is a bit of a tricky situation. They do manage to save Linda, but not before Kevin has threatened Phoenicia with um, an iron bar. Um, so it is it is a really um, impressive... They're, very, they're, they're incredibly topical, though, Casualty, aren't they? I mean, yeah. we talk about this a lot. They're so topical, and you're absolutely right. I think at this moment in time, the amount of abuse, uh, abuse that's happening behind closed doors because people are locked up together is... It must be sky high. Um, yeah. And it's just... You can't imagine what some people are going through. And again, Casualty has kind of honed in on that and, and, yeah. and, and shining a spotlight on it because... You know, whilst, you know, many of us are fortunate in lockdown, you know, and we, we have gardens or whatever it might be, there are people really, really suffering. Yes, completely. Yes, because, um, you know, you're in lockdown, you've, you you can't move out, it's, it's more difficult to perhaps start afresh. It's a frightening period of time anyway, isn't it? Let alone going into a refuge where there are a load of people and you're scared for your health because you're going, you know, some people might be vulnerable. Well, they're vulnerable in many ways, actually. Um, and I think the abusers capitalise on that. Completely. So, so, so they do this really, really well because they take Linda back to the ED, um, but... Also, Kevin has been injured, and also the police are called, and they have arrested him. But because he needs, he needs um, health care. He's brought into the same ED, and this is where we see um, the the emotional abuse and the the manipulation that Kevin puts Linda at at first hand. There is no violence. It's all emotional manipulation and abuse, and it's done so brilliantly, Hannah. It really is. Yeah, it sounds amazing, and it, 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 I imagine there's a real kind of um, not a twist, but the sort of the abuse manipulation is 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 yes. astounding. Yeah. I'd imagine so the guy, um, the actor William Ash, who who fans might know from Waterloo Road, um, he does a really really good job at playing Kevin, um, and the the ending is is really creepy. I found it really creepy, and it's certainly unmissable. And it, it really it, it's it's it, it, it's it's brilliant. It's brilliant watching, and um, Jan, you know, Linda also um, outs. 
Phoenicia to Jan and says, ooh, she's pregnant. And uh, so Jan finally discovers that Phoenicia is pregnant and they have a big row. But they do make it up, Hannah, because you know what Jan's like. I think she's a little upset that she's head of paramedics and she didn't realise one of her paramedics was heavily pregnant. Not just, you know, a little bit pregnant, but massively pregnant very yeah 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 i mean that is a health and safety yeah. risk isn't it for that yeah. person you know? yes um i mean it, it's just this week is definitely if you're not doing anything else which <laughs> none of us are um this is the week to be watching again the yeah. soaps isn't it this is just um you know and, and i think the kind of hospital type uh soaps are really really nailing it absolutely yes nailing yes it. they are and i just wanted to say that you know if you have been affected by this story or you know somebody that is help is available um you can go to refuge at sorry refuge.org.uk or phone um 0808 yeah i think it's really important for people to know that there is, there is help even in the dark yeah. and also in the dark dark days of pandemic these places are still operating they will still help you they will they will okay moving on to eastenders now something quite exciting yes. happens doesn't it because kush and whitney da, 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 they, they do you didn't see that one coming did you hannah i didn't i did i do you know what i think i just take it for what it's worth i don't see anything coming i guess things i get it wrong honestly so um yeah i know i had an i had an omg moment hannah so um this this, this week is the 6th to the 12th of february and, and valentine's day falls on sunday of the next week so the soaps this week are actually doing valentine's day in 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 the 6th to the 12th so um yeah they share a big kiss so we know kush has split from cat and um he's he, he needs somewhere to live and he moves into the spare room at wits or dot's house because Dottie's currently living in um in ireland and Dottie and wit have dot's house so they have a spare room and, and kush takes it so it's valentine's day and um neither of them are together so they have a housemate's date isn't that nice mm. That is nice, and it ends up. Yes, so they order pizza, watch a movie together. We've seen them flirting before, and then there's a power cut. They have to get the candles out. Oh, the romance! It is a nice power cut. (laughs) But what will Gray? But what will Gray say? I mean, this is going to go horribly wrong. It is. So yeah, what will Gray say? We know that he wants Whitney as a replacement for Chantel. So, and I'm going to do some wild speculating here now i'm not going to speculate that gray may kill whitney in the future because whitney is eastenders royalty and i really don't think that they would get rid of her but you know what you know kush will he be um gray's next victim because he stands in the way between gray and wit um yeah he does he does but it might be the one the one that finally you know outs him for who he really is but you know Kush is a, is a great yes. character but, but um, remember Davood Gadami has, has said that he's leaving so perhaps perhaps this is his exit storyline yeah but, I'm, but I, I know but when they leave I'm always hopeful <laughs> that they'll leave and not dead <laughs> so that they can make a comeback you know they need a yeah. break or whatever get it but yeah no you're quite right okay Okay, I can see what's going to happen now. I don't well, it like might it. not happen. I'm just speculating. <laughs> I just think that you know they've got them together. You know, Gray is a serial killer, and you know he wants Whitney, so he's killed before. And Gray, but Gray is really sinking to levels which are just 
out of control, yeah. aren't they, to cover things up now? Because um, he tries to throw the Carters off the scent uh, about Tina, yeah. doesn't he? And um, ends up hiring a homeless girl that looks like Tina, so that he sets her up to shoplift, um, and that she can be seen on, I suppose, on CCTV or what, ha- what have you. I mean, it's, this is really yeah. duplicitous. This is like, it's sort of... It's going to all new levels. Yes, it is. It is. He is getting himself in quite deep because um, uh, the Carters, you know, they're a very close family. Linda and Mick are really concerned about Tina. And it's unusual for Tina to be this quiet. She's not like that, but she's only quiet because she's dead no. and in the Thames, we think. Um, so, uh, so yes, so, so he spots this homeless girl that looks a lot like Tina. He pays her to shoplift and to be seen. And, um, yeah, she's, she's, seen on, she's seen and decent. C.I. Arthurs tells Mick and Shirley that someone spotted her but that she ran away and so this takes the heat off Grey because um, Mick and Shirley then think oh well she's okay then yeah I mean they've just got a really I mean A that they want they want to yeah. see themselves but the, the fact that there's a sighting is a yeah. relief I suppose yes, there is, yes they think well she's okay she's shoplifting but she's okay oh dear I mean I <sighs> The thing is, though, is it sort of seems odd to me that, you know, that you could be sure just because there's a sighting doesn't, you know, you, you need some yes. assurance, yeah. don't you? Or reassurance that that was definitely This is a soap, remember, Hannah? <laughs> yes, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm, but the thing is, we, we talk about soaps, but I think in, in, in we are getting used to seeing them working like reality. You look at uh, Casualty and Holby and you see the way they're doing things. And I think you do kind of... Lose into a full sense of security because yeah. you're quite right. It's a drama. It's a soap. It is. Yes. I mean, I mean, but you know, the great, the Grey um, and Chantel abuse storyline was 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 very realistic. Um, I think less so when he killed Tina and he was putting her in the boot, and both DCI Arthur and Jack stood there chatting to him with the body as he was just popping it in the boot. <laughs> Yeah, 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 granted, OK. <laughs> OK, so moving on to Emmerdale. Um, Flirty Al um, is getting his revenge yeah, on Debbie this week, isn't he? And in a very unpleasant way. I know, I way. think we should stop calling him Flirty Al and call him Nasty Al. Um, yeah. yeah. So, we, so you know, so he's upset what Debbie and Priya did to him, and quite frankly, he had it coming. We both agree with that, Hannah. Um, yeah, we do. And yeah, we all know that agree. Charity's been struggling with Vanessa um, not... You know, not with her anymore, and 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 um, and with her saying to mums, and uh, and then she's struggling even more because she had a big row with Debbie over over, over Sarah, her her granddaughter. Um, so when Al spots her getting drunk in the woolly, he joins her and um, sort of encourages the drunkenness, um, and he gets the gets her to spill all the beans on Debbie, so so that Al has some ammunition to get back at Debbie, and then. And then he sleeps with Charity. So he slept with mother and daughter. Oh, he is nasty, yeah, Al. That is it. No more no. flirty, Al. Yeah. That is over. Th- oh, no. But Charity's going to feel really she wretched is. off that. She, will she be left at rock bottom? She is at rock bottom, and I think she might just have gone another another layer below it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That is... Um that is a wretched thing to do but you can see what they're doing here you know that he is going to become a big storyline yes. I mean, he's already but you know it's kind of uh, yeah he, he's got he's got nastier yes. levels to go to i think um and there's also uh, we talked about drama at the tates uh, last week but there's yes. more drama there is there. more drama because gabby has the hots for jamie 
So I, I do feel a little sorry for Gabby because, um, you know, her mother Bernice went to Australia. Her dad, her dad's dead. She's living with her stepmother Laurel, um, and um, I think she's she feels a bit pushed out. Um, she, you know, so you know she's she's at an awkward age. She's sort of eighteen, feeling sort of you know slightly unloved. Um, so she sees Jamie as this. I don't know. He's quite handsome, sort of a knight in shining armour. But you know what? Jamie's hung up on Dawn. What a tangled love web we we weave. That is. (laughs) So, but Gabby's not going to let that stand in her way. So when Bear loses his wallet and Jamie finds it and brings it back to the office, um, Gabby sees it. You know, know, Jamie says to Bear, hey, whenever you're ready, come along and pick it up. Um, But Gabby spots the um, wallet and she puts it in Dawn's handbag to make out that she stole it. And um, Kim spots her. So will Gabby now be Kim's protégé? Oh, yes, certainly, yes. Say. I think you know because Jamie's yeah. not really Kim's kind of very, very Tate like, is he? Um, no, no, not at all, not at all. So she's looking for someone who yeah. can be harder, basically, hard yes. as nails. <laughs> okay, so um, over to the street, Coronation Street. Um, it's the week of the auction. Um, yes, for eight, isn't it? we've been. Um, Dave, obviously, yes. Dave is desperate to buy. Yes, Dave so Dave, we know that Dave and Tracy are hoping to buy number eight. So David took the money. He spent some of it, you know. So he's a bit short of cash. Yeah. He's failed to secure a mortgage, um, and so uh, Shona asks his grand Audrey for a loan. What will she do? Um, you know, we have to remember. You know, we have to remember that um, David did steal from his grand quite a lot of money. Doesn't really. Yeah. Um, and um, so, yeah, so um, Shona's still sort of struggling. Sometimes she makes some wacky decisions. And um, when, um, as soon as the, um, she, she spots a phone engineer, she sabotages the Wi-Fi in the, in the bidding auction place um, to try and stop it, which I don't think really helps matters. But when they finally get the no. Wi-Fi back, on, back up and Tracy and David bid furiously and then suddenly they both are both out of money and a mystery bidder swoops in and buys the house mm, what are they going to do now the thing is though is that we know that Ray is making a shock appearance yes. this week because everyone thinks he's well they think he's dead yeah. we know he's not in laying low could, could he, he any, it could be anybody it could it? be anybody Hannah yeah, I know. It just feels like a Ray thing to do, <laughs> it, you know? It could be, it really could be. And maybe they're going to bring a new family back in. You know, bring this, this could be a way. Yeah, and yeah. The thing is, yeah, and in a way, that would be quite a, nice, yeah. a neat way of bringing a new yeah. family in, wouldn't it? Yeah. So. Okay, so tell us about Ray. Yeah, so Ray does make a shock appearance this week. And this is a really good storyline. So um, Debbie, you know, De- Debbie was his, was, his, was his partner in crime, and she told Abby that she'd killed him. Um, of course, we know, the viewer knew, that, he, that, that, he, that she was lying and that he was just laying low. But actually, you know, Abby believed her. Um, and um, so with, with Debbie trying to take over the business and get, and get Ray sent to prison, um, she, she, she meets with um, the accountant Miles to try and sign some papers. But, you know, Ray's on to her, and um, he, he disguises himself as a workman and uh, comes into the bistro and overhears Debbie discussing the plans. Um, well, he's not going to take that, you know, lying down, is he, Hannah? No, absolutely not. 
so um so he forces her into the walk-in fridge this is his big big walking fridge and um, Kevin is worried about his sister and he arrives just in time he managed to hit him over the head with a frying pan and uh, when he goes into the fridge to get Debbie out the door slams shut behind him and oh, there's do you know what do you know what? I can't even bear this it's making my heart race just knowing that they're stuck in there I mean yes. doesn't that the claustrophobia I'm not a particularly claustrophobic person but that just makes me I feel sick thinking about yeah. it yeah yeah. So, um, you know, um, Ray comes around from being clonked over the head with a frying pan. And if they used a, a cast iron one, I'm sure he'd probably need medical attention. Um, and he just walks out. He, I don't think he, you know, he just walks out. So there's just nobody knows that they're stuck in the fridge together. Will they freeze to death? Oh, gosh, I can't even bear it. I can't even bear it. Awful, awful, awful. Can we move on to Hollyoaks, please? I can't let my brain go there. Um, okay, so Edward is still casting a, a huge shadow, isn't he, over the village? Yeah. This is this is when we have to say what a tangled web we weave, really. Yeah. I mean, this is massively, massively tangled. So Diane is secretly pregnant, and she's not sure who the dad is. Um, and uh, is it Edward? Is it her husband, Tony? Woo. Um, oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> <That's> horrible. <laughs> so, so Tony was having a tidy up, and he found a pregnancy test. And a Verity stepped in. His sister stepped in and said, "Hey, that's mine." So Tony knows there's a, a pregnancy test that's positive, and he thinks that his sister Verity is pregnant. Um, and so this is where all the lies are going to start and gets going to get very complicated. Um, you know, so Verity's partner Sammy was initially shocked, but now um, is supporting Verity and looking forward to the birth of this baby that isn't actually his or there. <laughs> um, so when Edward's inheritance comes through this week, it turns out he left everything to Diane. Right. And, uh, yeah. And uh, but she gives it all to uh, brother and sister Tony and Verity. But Tony insists that the, inspect the expectant parent Verity has it all. Wasn't that, that's a nice thing for her, the brother yeah, to do, that isn't is it? Nice. That is nice. nice. That is really nice, except that, you know, she's not pregnant. <laughs> yeah. And um, when S Sammy's finally become really happy about the news and he tells Ms. Barr that he's going to be a dad, but she is shocked when she sees Verity having a glass of wine in the dog. Mm, yeah, you can't really uh, do that when you're pregnant, can you? So, no. Uh, that's a bit of a giveaway right there. Yes. Oh, so no. I mean, it's, it's that's just going to get. It, the thing is, you, you almost it needs to come clean because it's the lies after the lies are the problem here. But then that's yeah. of course what soaps are based on. And as you yes. quite rightly told me, it's not reality. Huh? Stop. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Toby's still in the clutches of um, of Doctor Lay. I mean, this is just really horrid. It is. He's been in there for about three weeks now, Hannah. He's been in there for quite some time. Yeah. Um, and Celeste's sister has failed to save him. And when Dr. Lay suggests a lie detector test, will she discover that Toby killed Lisa? She, she would have so much over him if she discovered that. Yeah. And as Dr. Lay plays her final card, can Dad Felix save his son? Will Felix come through for his son? <sighs> Who knows? I mean, this is, there's more twists and turns than a rabbit warren 
Yes. <laughs> Other than that, I mean, yes, it really is. Um, what another bump a week? I say it every week, but it's just, they never fail to impress these soaps. Well done, guys. I mean, crikey, we're working in really difficult times, and this is keeping us going. So, yeah, thumbs up to the lot of you. Um, thanks, everyone. Th- thanks for, for listening. And um, we will be back next week. This goes live every Tuesday, so please do join us, um, and we'll give you some more... Um, try not to spoil too much but we can give you the gossip and and, and the secrets and uh, in the meantime please do stay safe